Welcome back to the Fresh Fiction Podcast. I'm your host, Gwen Reyes, and I am on assignment in Pasadena, California right now, uh, getting scoops about our new TV shows coming out this mid-season and through the summer at the Television Critics Association press tour. And while I've been out here, I actually have been picking up some chats with a lot of my uh, friends and colleagues out here. And today is my first one with one of my dear friends, Kayla Cobb from Decider.com. Hi, Gwen. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Well, I'm so excited because Kayla and I have um, been buddies for a long time and have kick the idea of podcasts around for a while, so it's nice to have you back on as a guest. Yeah, it's like actually happening. Yay! <laughs> so, um, Kayla, before we get started, do you mind telling our listeners a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Um, like you mentioned, I'm a writer and reporter for uh, Decider. We're a branch of the New York Post, and we cover streaming shows, so Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, HBO, if you could stream it, we write about it. Um <laughs> And I mostly cover television. I end up doing a lot of, like, crime drama reviews, interviews, uh, docuseries. Weirdly, anime falls into my category. (laughs) Why not? And weird comedies. Really weird comedies. You do have a very interesting, like, attachment of comedies. Because you always have, like, cartel shows or, like, the dude shows. Yes. I have, like, all, every bro show, like, it's dark and gritty and there's, like, Sorry, a murdered like teenage girl. Like, that's gonna be my show, and I'm gonna love it. And I can't tell you why. It speaks directly to your soul. It really does, and I don't know what that says about me. But there's that, and then there's like insane like comedies, like like baskets, like uh, witches. Yeah, yeah, fancy oh. French clowns show. <laughs> So that's my personality. <laughs> but, oh, you know, I feel it's a very, it's like goofy and a little cerebral, but always dark. Yes. Always dark. <laughs> always dark. Um, so what made you want to be a writer? Ooh, uh, that's a good question. Let's see. I mean, I always wrote. Like, I remember in third grade, well, this sounds pretentious or, any, or something, but anyway, I remember like in third grade, uh, my teacher being like, you're a really good writer. And awesome. I was like oh, this is something I'm good at. Let me continue to do it. (laughs) And then uh, television, I don't know. It's just a medium that always kind of made sense to me. Yeah. Like, I like serialized stories. I like being able to stay with characters for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, whenever I felt down, like, television always made me feel better, so. What was your first show that was, like, the love of your life? Ooh, like, that I was really, really into... Honestly, it was probably Invader Zim on Nickelodeon. How fun! I loved that show, and that was the first show I got, like, super deep on. Mm -hmm. Like, I knew way too much about Janet Vasquez, I, like, read all of his interviews, and, like, got into the mythology. It was very strange. It (laughs) continues to be very strange, but, Have you gone and revisited? Yes, I have. It's on Hulu right now. Nice. Yes. So, um, there's a lot of Nickelodeon shows on Hulu, in case you're wondering. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, it's always been an insane night. It's, actually, it's very cool to revisit now. Mm -hmm. Like, it's insane that it was ever made on Nickelodeon. I know. It's a bizarre little... Yeah. Dark show. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I know that they had a rule where it's, like, you couldn't show any character dying. So, that was one of the major rules of the show. But because of that, like, what ends up happening is way more disturbing more often than not, where it's, like, someone clearly dies off camera, mm-hmm. and then they come back to life, and it's just, like, way creepier. It's so weird. Yeah. So, um, 
it's a great exercise in like how did this happen? Mm-hmm. I was gonna say it's really cool when you get to see a show that clearly exhibits yeah. um, rules and having to stay within their rules of either yes. the network that has done it or the show has their own sort of mythology. Yeah, and that one's especially cool and just because uh, Jonah Fazquez is such an adult like mm-hmm. creator and he's so messed up. Well, I mean, I don't know how he is personally, but his work is supremely messed up. Like, he's created a comic called Jomini, the Homicidal Maniac, and that's, like, the whole... He leans into it. Yeah. Oh, he's all about it. So it's like, why would you give this man a kid's show? Yeah. <laughs> Seems like a great plan. Right. But they did. <laughs> and it was game. That's awesome. I always... I can't think of any off the top of my head right now, but, like, creators that are not suited for their job, and then it turns out to be really, like, special and awesome. It's my favorite thing. Mm -hmm. What was your first big, like, uh... My love. Obsession, yeah. Um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, that's a good one. That's a classic one. Yeah, I loved that show so much. I got so into the culture of it, of, like, Writing fan fiction, like I wrote Buffy the Vampire. Oh my god! Fan fiction. <laughs> I turn had my computer where like instead of it just doing the little ding when it would start up, yeah. I actually had to play the entire Buffy the Vampire theme song oh my every god. time I would turn my lap my computer on. It was very excessive, but I loved it. I loved Buffy. I revisited it recently to see if it held up. Some friends have been rewatching it, but it's not. It's really hard to watch shows yeah. in a square. Yes, that is it's really, really distracting. It is. And I'm sure with that one especially, it paved the way for so many shows, like, going back now, it's kind of like, oh, it feels cliche, but it was, yeah. it's actually revolutionary. Right. And, like, the special effects are, like, again, like, they were revolutionary at the time, right. but now are a little cheesy. Like, whenever they transfer, transition into vampires, like, oh, okay. Right. But it's still good, <laughs> and David Boreanaz is still a babe. Oh, And uh, you also just watch it with... Like, the episode I rewatched was Passion, mm-hmm. so it was back when An- Angel was turning into Angelus, yes. and he was, like, an, a bad boyfriend. So it's a really great analogy for, like, abusive relationships, which I didn't get because I was always Teen Angel. Yeah. I love Angel. That's the hard thing about looking back at those shows. I don't know. When I realized that, like, uh, in Gossip Girl that Chuck Bass was actually a monster, yeah. it like, kind of ruined my day. <laughs> oh, he's like, he tried to rape somebody? Oh, but he's so, like... Right. And he's sensitive. So suave. <laughs> oh, he sold his girlfriend for a hotel? Oh, I guess that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> but it's Chuck. It's mine. But it's, he's just Chuck Bass. Oh, I, I miss Chuck. Oh. I would do a Gossip Girl re Like, it has oh. to be a reboot. I would, if the CW announced that, I'd be watching that and mm-hmm. covering it obsessively. Yeah. Like, Speaking of something that we learned today yes. that was random, um, today was ABC Day, and the, they brought the present, they brought the president out, their new president, um, Carrie Burt, uh, and then they brought out some freeform people for mm-hmm. Good Trouble, which is a pretty little, no, um, Foster spinoff, The Pretty Little Irish Perfectionist, and then Grownish, which are all spinoffs, um, but, uh, it was interesting because during, uh, Carrie's, her conversation, she mentioned that she would want to reboot Lost. Yeah, she did very casually, like, someone mentioned, like, would you be interested? And she was like, yeah, I'd be interested in that. <laughs> I was like, please don't. <laughs> I know. Would you want to lost? You seem a little, like, you could be okay with it. I would be, I think, okay, here's my idea on, like, the lost reboot. We did lost. Let's do something else. 
Sure. Like, yeah. let's do, let's find a new lost. I don't know what the new lost is going to be, but it doesn't have to be lost. Yeah, I agree. Like, we did it. We did it. We don't need to revisit it. Right. Manifest is on NBC. It's fine. <laughs> that's the one. That's the other. That's the sequel. <laughs> there you go. Well, Kayla, um, we have had a chance to see some shows while we've been out here. We absolutely have. And um, I wanted to talk with you about one show in particular. It's perfect for our audience because it is both um, an adaptation. I think it's a, is it a Marshall oh, Crash actually, adaptation? Oh, actually, it's not. I, I lied to you before. Yeah. I, I told you it was. It was no, not. no, I didn't think it was. I, I, I thought it was as well. So yeah. when you told me that, I was like, I feel like that's accurate. But then yeah. today, it was kind of hit home that it's just a Marsha Clark had her own idea. Yeah. She, Yeah. I think she is just writing yeah. on it or consulting. She's just there. She's, She's just, just visiting. There. She's just being Marsha. <laughs> uh, but so it was, um, yeah, the show's crazy. Yeah. It, uh, by the way, the show is The Fix on ABC. And it premieres, I think, March 18th? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it is based off of something that I think viewers will inc- will recognize right off the bat. <laughs> As a um, L.A. County district attorney is trying to find justice uh, for a woman who has been murdered by, uh, allegedly by her husband. Mm -hmm. Um, The murderer or the star, the celebrity, gets off. He does not have to do any jail time. But then 20 years later, 19 years later, he is um, arrested for a similar crime because his girlfriend has now been found dead. Yeah. Um, And this brings back our... uh, prosecutor who had thrown herself away and moved to moved up to the country in Montana or Wyoming I don't know somewhere over there somewhere peaceful somewhere peaceful (laughs) and quiet and uh, has now been asked to come back and help solve this crime yep it's um it's OJ yeah it's it's the not OJ show but (laughs) it's OJ yeah, it's not OJ but it's OJ yeah it was funny listening to Marsha today talk about it's not based on anything true and it's like I know, but she started the session literally in the the clip before um, the panel started. She said something like, she was asking, she said to the screen, like, is this a revenge fantasy? Maybe. And she was, like, really coy about so it. So coy about and it. And it's like, come on. Yeah, just be real with it. Um, but so what did you think about it? What did you think about the fix? Um, I kind of, like. I don't want to say perversely love it, but like I really, really dig it. I really dig it too. And I, I don't. I think a lot of it is just because it is so the OJ story. Yes. And they're just pretending like it's not. Like her name isn't her name Maya, the girl who's supposed to be, or not the woman who's supposed to be Marsha. Yeah, Marcia I think Stanton. his name is like Maya. Yeah. yeah, her name's Maya, which is like basically Marsha, right there. <laughs> and there's like like everything. Like she has like a flirty thing with one of her like. Oh, with her coworker, mm-hmm. who's now the actual district attorney. Yes. Or is running for district attorney, maybe? I think he's, he's just in the run. office. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, she has, like, a flirty thing going on there. She even, like, makes a comment in one of the first two episodes about, like, when I was on, like, television, everyone made fun of my hair. Like, and then there's even, like, a, a boy with uncharacteristic, like, gorgeous surfer locks mm-hmm. living in the guest house of the celebrity. Like, they're... It's OJ. It's OJ, but with a little family twist because you've yeah. got like what happens when the person gets off, yeah. their kids grow up, and now they have to keep all these family secrets. And I love it because it's like really secretive. It's also inc- it's broad enough that I think it's going to appeal to a nice 
network audio or a broadcast audience, but it's also kind of edgy enough that it keeps you interested. And it's only eight episodes. Yeah, which is really which nice. Which is really nice. And what I do like about it a lot is um, I feel like when it, it comes to legal drama, sometimes I'm thinking of how to get away with murder right mm-hmm. now. Where it starts with a case or, you know, a series of cases. And then every, like, lawyer kind of gets involved in a murder in some way. Yeah. And uh, it really spirals out of control pretty quickly. It kind of feels like it's going to just focus on the emotions of this case. Oh. For the people. Yeah. Like, involved in how, like, the case plays out with these people. And just kind of, like, really center on this. Mm-hmm. And if it does do that, we've only seen two episodes so far, but if it does do that, that'd be nice. That'd be really nice. So let's talk about Robin. Uh, yeah. Robin Tunney, who is playing Maya. Yeah. Um, she is, you know, the stand-in for Marsha Clark. She's come around. I think she's, she, she's an interesting actress because sometimes I really love her, like, in the craft, right. but I haven't really liked a lot of her TV work. Yeah, I'm not, I don't really, like, she's not an actress where... If I see her name, I'm like, oh, she's going to make me tune in. I really like her in this because she does kind of, like, exasperated, brilliant woman mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Like, I believe her, and I would like to follow her around as she's frustrated mm-hmm. with the world. <laughs> I'm interested, too, because there's a little bit of, like... Another thing that's nice about it too, is it's not heavy, heavy, heavy on the, like, no. romance or anything yeah. either. Like, it's all kind of hinted at, which... Makes you, you know, it helps you relate and focus on the behind the scenes. But she mentioned in either the sizzle reel or on stage that it's all about what goes on with this case when no one's watching. Yes, and that absolutely. is definitely a vibe that I'm hoping that they would keep for the whole. Time. He kind of does what uh, I mean. Speaking of the OJ of it all, Cuba uh, Gooding Jr. did so well in The People versus OJ, mm-hmm. where the whole time you don't know if he's good or bad. Like, yeah. He does a really good job of writing the line and it's like, are you guilty? Are you not? Mm-hmm. Which, I appreciate that. Yeah, because you want to feel that way too because otherwise as a viewer, you're like, if you knew he was the bad guy right off the bat. Right. And I'm interested, I bet it'll still turn out that he's the bad guy. I feel like that, yeah. But I feel like there's going to be all of these like helpers that we haven't met or are going to meet. Yeah. Or I could see... It going down where, like, he's, like, guilty, but someone else was involved. Like, someone mm-hmm. actually murdered and murdered uh, the woman, his wife, and he's, like, an accomplice or whatever. Yeah. So it's going to be something slightly twisty. Yeah. It's definitely going to be twisty. But, yeah. He's really good. Um, I really like the actress that plays his daughter, too, because she's yeah, really she's conflicted. Great. Um, I, uh, I think that she's really interesting. Um, but... It's it's a yeah it's a really fun show. I'm I'm excited to see more of it. I really love the idea and the fact that it is only eight episodes. Yes. And that it's going to be a complete arc, so you get some like uh um some closure. Absolutely. So there's nothing worse than watching a show and not getting any closure. Yeah, and then uh, I also get annoyed with kind of shows like these, um, if they last too long, mm-hmm. and it's like oh, come on wrap up the case. Like yeah. this doesn't need to go on forever. It shouldn't like, take you this long. Right, and it's like you're losing me. So it'd be interesting. There's supposed to be um, suggested that it's an anthology series, so it could be yeah. same characters, new case, or be new characters, new case. So um, we'll see how ABC gets into the uh, anthology game. Yeah, I think at one point Marsha Clark mentioned that she wanted every new season to like start with a recognizable crime, which would be cool. Yeah, and I know she during the panel she threw out Casey Anthony a few times, just like referencing the case. So, I don't know, maybe yeah. that's what she's eyeing for. 
That'd be cool. I'd much rather she see her cool. perspective of that than, like, a that Nancy would, Grace. Oh, for sure. You know? Yeah. That would be a very, that would be fascinating. Mm-hmm. Could have, like, a true crime, ladies of true crime battle off between Nancy yeah. Grace and Marsha Clark. Oh, my God. Would Celebrity death, death match. Would watch. But now I'm excited for the fix. Um, I think it's going to be a hit on um, ABC because, like, I mean, Marsha Clark's name's mm-hmm. attached to it. It's OJ. It's definitely the OJ case. So, like, I feel like people are going to watch just for that. Absolutely. And then get hooked in. Yep. So, So, Kayla, I'll let you tell us how we are able to see it. It would probably, being that it's an ABC show, it would probably be available on Hulu. Uh, yeah. Normally, yeah, it should be available next day on Hulu. Mm -hmm. So. So you can watch it live, um, over the top on ABC. Yeah, you can watch it. ABC or ABC Go. Yeah. And then, uh, next day streaming on Hulu is normally like that. Pretty sweet. I love that about ABC that they still do that, and now with the merger going on, it's pretty much guaranteed that ABC shows will hopefully stay on Hulu so that we can keep up with them, regardless Absolutely. of cable cutting or not. Yeah, uh, we're a cord cutting household. <laughs> household is me and my roommate <laughs> and your dog. <laughs> oh, and her dog. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's um, streaming's great mm-hmm. just because. I can still do that. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Kayla, we've come to the part of our podcast where uh, we do recommendations, and we're always looking, since we are recommendations podcast, uh, we're always looking for what we should be watching, reading, and listening to. Do you have any recommendations for us? I do. So watching, I'm going to go with True Detective, just because <sighs> we're talking about that tight eight-episode anthology, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what season three is. And Mahershala Ali is so good. He's so good. I haven't watched any of this season yet. I'm waiting to have him ready for me when yeah. I get home. Oh. But it's so good. It's, I mean, it. I don't know. How, were you a big fan of season one? I loved season one. I pushed myself through season two. Okay. I'm very excited about season three. So you're like everyone. Yeah, I'm like a fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm a normal person. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> um, it's not as good as season one. I will never say that. But, like, it's a really interesting character study of uh, Mahershala Ali's character. Um, Wayne Hayes, I believe, is the cop's name. Anyway. Um, and he plays it over three generations, right? Yes, yeah, he does. That's so cool. Over three timelines. Uh, it's a really good, like, case study in how this, like, horrible children kidnapping case has, like, traumatized this one detective. Ugh. And the community around They're him. always killing children. Right. It's just like an easy. I guess the first one was sex crime. It was sex children. Yeah, but still, this one I don't know. No, no sex crime yet, thank God. But kidnapping and killing children is happening. (laughs) (laughs) We know where Nick's brain is right now. Mm -hmm. I wish that for the days when they all turn out that all three of them are in the same like timeline because they're all yeah Yeah. the same little verse that would be really cool there was a moment in season three where they referenced like the spiral killer or something Mm -hmm. like very quickly and it's like oh my god you're talking about season one (laughs) (laughs) what are you watching right now so i'm watching right now what did i write down i have to think about that for a second oh i watched a new documentary on uh, netflix Mm -hmm. called abducted in plain sight that premiered on friday um again true crime just keeping in the theme um it is a it is wild. It's a wild story. It's yeah. so wild that it's almost like I don't believe this, but then at the same time I'm like, these people are really sheltered and dumb, and things happen. I guess. Right. Um. So it is about a family whose oldest daughter is abducted by their next door neighbor. Oh wow. Um, slightly willingly, like he convinces. So he steals. He. He's, like, always around and available. The family's your best friends. He's essentially groomed 
both of her parents to let it happen because he's built up like blackmail with them. Mm. Um, and then when he he takes her and then he does it again. Like after they find her, after she's found, after three months, he takes her again and has this whole wild story about why he does it. So it's it is bizarre. It, it has the full product, the full um, participation of the. Blanchard, I don't remember the family, they both are with bees, but yeah. the, uh, the family that was the victim family. They have full participation with them, so they all talk and they all, like, share what happened and what their perspectives were. Oh, and my God. So it's, uh, yeah, it's real. But it's also one of those documentaries that's, like, slightly trashy, you know? Like, you yeah. know, it's, like, slightly, yeah. like, a little, just, like, mm, okay. But it was yeah. still fun. It's okay. a good. That sounds good. Like, I've seen a lot of, uh, mm-hmm. seen it on Twitter a lot. Yeah, I think it dropped on either Thursday or Friday of last week, and then um, I've been hearing a little bit about it. That might have to be, like, my plane. Oh, it's good. It's only 90 yeah. minutes, too, Ooh. so it's real fast. Okay. Like, I watched it. I watched it on my phone. That's happening. Yeah. That's happening. It's a good little movie one. Um, okay, so what are you reading? Do you have any recommendations for books for us? I have a book recommendation and then an article I literally just read that was great. <laughs> oh, goody. Uh, the book is The Girl from Everywhere by Heidi Helgig. I hope I'm pronouncing mm-hmm. that right. Um, I've been trying to read more female authors lately. Just cool. Because, yeah, just making a conscious effort because, like, Normally, just kind of grab whatever's on the shelf. Sure. And, like, I've looked, and it's like, it's a lot of dudes. It's a lot of dudes. Right. Which, um, you know, help ladies out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cool. It's, like, kind of like a tri- time-traveling deal where it's a teenage protagonist. I think it's YA. Uh, but her dad's obsessed with going back in time and, like, finding her mother. Oh, wow. Who died. And so she's, like, helping her dad because she loves her dad, but at the same time, she's, like, I might, like, no longer exist. So she's, like, having this, like, internal conflict, but there's also, like, pirate ships, and they go, like, all over the world, and, like, 1800s, and then back to modern-day New York. It's crazy town. It's great, like, world-building. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's a very good world-building. And the article I just read that was great was uh, on Gizmodo, Harrison Weber... Tried to Marie Kondo his Twitter account. Oh no! Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he tried to um, purge all of his tweets. And here is or his Twitter likes. Uh-huh. Here's the headline: I just accidentally re-liked hundreds of bold tweets, and I'm so so sorry. <laughs> and it's actually excellent. It's just like a very sad story of this one man who tried to like clean up his life, and, and then um, it blew up in his face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just. All of his friends being like, why are you re-liking things, you sociopath? <laughs> so why did he... Oh, now I have to go and read the article to find yeah. out why it accidentally re-liked everything. Oh, yeah. it's <laughs> And, like, there's screenshots of people being like, why are you doing this? And you'll see, like, the tweet that he liked is from, like, 2014. <laughs> but I love also that his friends said anything to him because, like, think about whenever you're on Facebook or something and someone likes like an old yeah. thing. You're like, what, what are you doing? How did you get here? But at least, okay, Facebook and Instagram, it's creepy if someone likes your old stuff, but like it's image based. So maybe, okay, I get it. You're looking yeah. through my pictures. Twitter. <laughs> Twitter is like, you're a psycho. Like you went. <laughs> you went through years. <laughs> <laughs> or did that person really prove their interest in you? <laughs> right. 
<laughs> too much. Yeah, I was gonna say that's when research borders right into stalking. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's great. Can't wait to read this Gizmodo article about cleaning up Marie Kondoing my uh my life. I'm failing my Twitter. What are you reading? What am I reading right now? So I am actually not reading anything, but I just I'm going to be starting um Live from New York, which is an older book. Yeah. But it is um it's I don't know if it's an audio account, but mm-hmm. it's, like, interviews with people who worked on SNL and their behind-the-scenes, like, experience of it. And there's, like, lots of wild, crazy stories on it. Yeah. And a lot of the a lot of podcasts I've been listening to, people have been rereading the book. So I was like, oh, maybe I should read it. So I um, have it ready for me to read when I get uh, back to Dallas. Oh, that's going to be really exciting. Yeah, I'm excited. One. I haven't read it, but I've heard nothing but great things. Yeah, and I always love, I love anything that's, like, behind the scenes yeah. in general, but I especially love SNL, so yeah, I'm thrilled. So much his- history, obviously. So much history. Don't tell our new vampire friend who did not like our... Um, <laughs> yeah, never mind. We'll talk about it later. Who cares? They're not going to see anything. I love those in podcasts, and they're like, well, we don't talk about it. Um, okay, so last one. What are you, uh, what are you listening to? Anything fun? Yes, this is actually a recommendation from you, Gwen. Yay! Um, the podcast I'm, I'm most excited about right now is The Dropout, which is about, uh, the rise and fall, mostly fall, <laughs> of Theranos, and it's, uh, CEO Elizabeth Warren, and just, like, how this Silicon Valley blood, uh, testing company how it, like, swindled the valley and so many investors out of literally millions of dollars. Yeah. And. It's insane. It's a great, I watch, I, I, I watch, I read Bad Blood, too, the book about it. And it's just, it's completely insane because the whole story is basically, there are all these Silicon Valley, like, tech bros who don't understand how biology works. And right. And never, like, thought to check it. And same with journalists. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't check her either. And so she would say these crazy claims, and all these people would be like, mm, you probably know what you're talking about. Like Confidence is, you know, 80%. That's it. She's just really confident, and she has a crazy deep voice. Oh, my God. And it's fake. Yeah. When that was revealed in the first yeah. episode that it was fake, yeah. blew my mind. Which is, like, the only reason I'd bring up her crazy deep voice, because it's fake. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, she was like, I just had to learn to talk lower. I found out that's what people wanted to respond to. Bizarre! Grifters are just my favorite. Oh, my God. I could go on about them forever. I love it. I love a good grifter. Mm-hmm. I love... Oh. That's a good true... Scams yeah. are fun true crimes because, really, no one, no one... Hopefully, no one ends up murdered. So, that's good. People are... Like, their lives are ruined, so that, like, we shouldn't, like, make light of that. No. But, that but they're horrible. really juicy. And they're well, kind of fun. It's just insane. I think what it is for me is I don't have, like, that level of confidence. Like, I feel mm. like I'm fairly confident in myself. But, like, I don't have the level of confidence of, like, Billy McFarlane or Anna Delvey where I could go up to someone and be like, yo, give me a million dollars. Yeah, give me a million dollars. I'll do all the things. Right. I'm going to make, like, a new platinum, my new credit card company. I don't have the confidence to even think... I can make a better credit card. That's an insane thought. And Billy McFarland actually had it and convinced people, like, yep, I I could do this. He could do this. Like, oh it's my God. madness. It's, uh, it's oh, true. It's yeah. so madness. So, what are you listening to? So my podcast um, that I am listening to is called Broken Hearts. Yeah. Uh, so this one, the last 
like March, I think, there was a family that uh, drove off a cliff into the ocean okay. in California. Yeah. And there was like really, people were like, they were so, f like the family was great because it was um, a lesbian couple who had adopted five um, at-risk kids. Okay. Um, I remember reading about this. Yeah, and so there was like yeah. barely any information after they died. Yeah. There were some things that came up of like, Oh, it was intentional. Oh, they found Benadryl in all the kids. Oh, she was drinking. Yeah. But there was really, like, not a lot of details from it. But so this podcast started following the case right after it happened. So they've been doing it, and it just started, I think they just launched it in January, or maybe at the end of December. So it's, like, pretty new. Every single week they reveal something different about the character, about the people. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was just really sad because it has a lot to do with, like, the image that you put out on Facebook or in your social media versus, yeah. like, who you really are. So, like, she was always presenting this world of, like, oh, my kids are so great and they came to us with all these learning disabilities, but now I fixed them. And then it turns out that she was, like, never – she was a stay-at-home mom and homeschooler, never did anything, played video games all day. Oh, my God. And, like, they even interviewed her former, like, guild co-captain yeah. or whatever – and he's like, I don't know how Jen had time to take care of five. When I found out she had five kids, I was surprised because she was playing games all the time. There's no way that she was homeschooling those kids. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it was just like all of this stuff that was happening in their real life and behind the scenes. And, of course, there's not they're all dead now, so we can't ask them any right. specific deep questions. But it's, uh, it's really good. Um, it's a really interesting podcast. And it's really well done. They're very respectful of everybody, which I think is key. Because sometimes podcasts can get a little too, like, either invasive or... Or glib. Oh, absolutely. Like, the, the Finding Richard Simmons one is, like, the ultimate example of, like, okay, let's calm down a bit. Yeah. But, no, that sounds good. And that's, like, one thing I really do like about podcasts is, like, they give people opportunity to dive into cases that need... I, I feel like that needs an answer. Like, absolutely. how did this happen? Yeah. And there's just not, like, the resources mm -hmm. to figure out, like, why. Right, yeah. yeah. And so it's nice to see that. Um, I really recommend it. It's good. And it's an easy binge because I think it's only like 30 minutes or 45 minutes. They're what? fast. What like, network is it? Is it anyone? Um, it is, I want to say Cosmo. Okay. I think Cosmopolitan did really? it. Really? Yeah. Let's see. Okay. Oh, no, that's Believed. That's the wrong one. Glamour. Glamour. Glamour did it. And there's a new episode. Ah, ready I'm going to have to listen to this. It. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what day it comes out on, but it's, uh, it's either a... Tuesday or Wednesday podcast. Okay, cool. All my podcasts are on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and it drives me crazy. I know. That's a lot. I wish that they were... I need a nice, like, Friday one. <laughs> Friday one would be great. <laughs> like, get your pre-end going. Mm -hmm. Well, Kayla, our time has come to an end. Oh. Is there anything that you want to promote or tell people about, and how can people stay in touch with you and learn more about you? Um, let's see. I think I'll just promote myself. Perfect. I'm at decider.com still. Um, you can read my work there. You could read the work of my colleagues. They're all great and mm -hmm. wonderful. They're very smart people. That was sassy takes on pop culture. And you can follow me on Twitter, uh, Kale Cobb, K-A-Y-L-C-O-B-B. -B. <laughs> and that's about it for me. 
Awesome. Well, Kayla, thank you so much for coming on and um, can't wait to have you on again. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yay! Hey guys, it's Gwen. If you love what you hear, there are a few ways you can help us during season two. First, don't forget to subscribe to the Fresh Fiction Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcast apps. Rating, reviewing, and sharing the podcast with your friends helps us out more than you'll ever know. Sharing is caring, as they say. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram as Real Vixen.